When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. October 23rd and yet another amazing scheduling job by the NHL here. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule last night. I see two games for the NHL and uh, on the Sunday slate to figure out, okay, yeah, it makes sense. The NFL is going on, but we'll get all the games back for Monday when we swing right back into things and talk about those, give out best bets. Nope, one game here tonight, but we will get into this weekend's action. Uh, we'll break down some of the stuff that happened. We'll break down Alex B. Smith getting featured on TV, and we will get into tonight's game a little bit here. So while you're watching, if you do enjoy the show, please make sure to like, subscribe here to Edgework, turn on notifications. If you have questions about tonight's game or thoughts or anything, please feel free to ask us. But before we get into the show here, just want to remind people today's show is sponsored by Betstamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like Betstamp to help you do so. Betstamp compares odds across every sports book, whether it be for games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking Betstamp before you bet. So make sure to download the app today as well. You can sign up on web if you would prefer to do that. If you are looking to sign up for a new sports book here, Please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework, or you can hit the link in the description. That is betstamp.app slash edgework, or hit the link in the description. It does help support the show. Now, before we get into this weekend's action, uh, Alex B., you were telling us you got featured on TV last night, or we saw a tweet there uh, go out and was talked about by Kevin Weeks. Pretty cool moment. Yeah, it was a, a really just weird, surreal moment. I'm typing and I'm watching Ducks Bruins first intermission, and Kevin Weeks makes a reference to a viral video on YouTube and TikTok. It's a weird song called Taste the Biscuit. I, you have to look it up to explain it. And, and then <laughs> I catch the reference. I look over, I'm listening to my TV, and so I just happen to hop on my phone, get on Twitter, and I go, oh, that's it. Did Kevin Weeks mention, uh, a t make a Taste the Biscuit reference? In the second intermission, I'm watching, and right before they cut the commercial after them talking about, oh, Connor McDavid's, you know, injury, you know, out for one to two weeks, it goes all of a sudden, I hear Alex B. Smith, and they show my tweet on the screen, and Kevin Weeks is going nuts, like, oh, like, Alex B. Smith got the reference and all this, and, and so, you know, Twitter ensued, of course, as well. I posted the clip on, on my Twitter at AX Smith Sports, and uh, a lot of people liked it, so, so it was a pretty cool moment, you know? Yeah, that is pretty funny that you're watching live too there for that to happen. So, uh, I mean, just to be sitting watching and just hear your name is a, is a pretty funny experience. But uh, I want to ask you guys, we did on Friday. This is the perfect group of guys to have here uh, back here on Monday to recap what happened. Because if you missed it for the first time, we debuted the uh, NHL GM underpants checker. And here we are. We talked about him on Friday. I'm I'm wondering how Kevin Hall, uh, Ken Holland, excuse me, is feeling following this weekend. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers lose yet again. They lose to the Jets. There, you've got Evander Kane uh, going out publicly, not impressed with the minutes that he's receiving. Leon Draisaitl is giving attitude to reporters, which 
I think there was nothing wrong with. I thought it was pretty funny, to be honest. The response that he gave, I thought it was warranted as well. Just ask stupid questions. You're going to get an answer like that, and I think you deserve to. Uh, but now you also have Connor McDavid out for an, a week, two weeks here. How are they feeling in Edmonton now following this? I mean, it's only one game since we talked about it last, but wh where are the Oilers at here so money with basically the developments of this previous weekend? So I... I agree with you that uh, that a uh, Leon Dreisaitl stuff that's a uh, that's just a non-story, right? Like, I mean, you you you're right. You ask dumb shit, you're gonna get a dumb response, right? Yeah. So like, um, and like and like he's been doing that for like his whole his his whole career. Like, I I I respect that a lot, right? Like 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 nobody has time for that nonsense. Um, yeah. Vander Kane. I mean, we've seen throughout his career that when things aren't going right for him. Um, he lashes out, right? Um, he he is what we would call a front runner, right? So I mean, things things need to go perfect for him, and he'll be and he'll behave. We all know people like that in our lives, right? So when things get bad, then like like things things go south for the for the individual as well. Um, Connor McDavid's injury, yes, that's a big concern, right? Like, and um, if it is in fact one or two weeks, um, obviously though. The weather, the storm. Maybe he'll he'll come back stronger. But what my concern is that um, I'm not sure if they've um, explicitly mentioned it's the back or they're just going with upper body. But if it is the back, I mean that's something that could like that that could linger, right? Yeah. So um, if it is one to two weeks, they'll be fine. But I mean, if something like that lingers, I, you can't obviously you can't afford to have to be without Connor McDavid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, in one to two weeks, like I said, yeah, you can weather the storm, especially having somebody that, that is as good as Dreisaitl, uh taking the reins. You, at least you have a yeah. top tier score. You know, now if something happens to Dreisaitl in one to two weeks, well, <laughs> Edmonton's in a world of trouble. But uh, like I said, yeah, if it's a back injury, then that's something to be concerned about all year. And, you know, him getting hit. And, and you know, you know, guys are going to be hitting him a little bit harder now when he does come back just because of the fact that he's been off. And has he really even – doesn't seem like he's ever had any kind of even significant injuries. I feel like he hasn't missed too many games. He's been relatively healthy. Rookie season. The rookie season. Okay, so outside of that, yeah, yeah. he's been relatively healthy for his career. So that's, a, you know, a solid sign. Like I said, hopefully he can bounce back. But, uh, yeah, Edmonton – We'll definitely need 97 in the lineup sooner, uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, uh, the rookie season, he had the significant injury that held him out for a while. But the, other than that, you're right, it's been relatively healthy for him. And now, I, I mean, I guess a couple like follow-ups to this would be, first and foremost, and I see it in the chat here, Connor Hartle saying Jay Woodcroft should start applying for unemployment. But it, how does like Edmonton Brass kind of go about handling this because yeah you're gonna have mcdavid out now for another week two weeks and someone you said you could weather the storm which i think is an appropriate way to put it but then you're one and four and that was with Connor mcdavid in your lineup you're gonna go two weeks potentially without him here what does weathering the storm look like and then at what point do you sit here and say okay like something needs to change because this just isn't acceptable and if something does need to change is it jay woodcroft that goes first well, there's there's not much you can do, right? Like, I mean, um, if you're if you're management, what what moves can you make right now, right? Like, they right. they they are one and four, but um, Wood Woodcroft is not going to get fired this year. Like, I mean, they can completely miss the playoffs, and he's not going to get fired this year. There's no there's there's no purpose doing that, right? For for in 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 terms of like the long term outlook for the for the franchise so 
Um, from management's perspective, there's there's nothing you can do. Um, I was thinking that like last year, um, when we were heading down the stretch run, what I was kind of hoping for um, as someone that did have Oilers futures was um, I wanted them to kind of um, get out of the mindset of like trying to win the win the win the division, right? Because um, then they started playing Skinner more. And and Campbell just wasn't able to um, to to get the spot starts that they that they needed. Now, obviously, whenever you're in a position to win a division, you're gonna go for it, and you should go for it, right? So I was kind of hoping that they would drop back a little bit. So in this situation, maybe it's not all that bad if if the division becomes out of reach a lot quicker for them, right? Because now they can work on limiting the starts for like Skinner and Campbell, get them, get a more even even distribution of starts there so that we're not in a situation where we were last year in the playoffs where you've just um, wore one guy down and he just collapsed in the playoffs, right? Like let's, let's call it for what it is. Like he was a rookie, he wasn't used to that workload. Um, and then you've thrust him into the playoffs with all those regular season games that you had to give him because you are trying to go win the division. Um, and now he, he just wasn't ready for it. Right. So maybe it could work out for them that the, uh, maybe they do struggle for the next couple of weeks. Maybe um, they, they're never able to get back into the, in, into the division title race. And now they can just focus on like, we're going to be the two or three seed. We know that's where we're going to end up. So like, we're going to work on our game. We're going to like, like um, split, split the goalie start. So it, it, it could work out for them. So, I mean, if I'm, if I'm management, there's not much I can do and there's not much I want to do right now. You just have to ride this out. And if you're looking at this with McDavid being out over the next little while, the final piece to the, all of this before we move on from the others, my my only other question for you guys, and Alex, maybe you can jump in here on this, is if this Oilers team struggles over the next two weeks, how do you kind of start to handle what you do with McDavid in regards to him getting healthy from this injury if he's at 90 percent, are you looking at this going we need this guy back in this lineup now inject him in to start to help and turn things around do you play it safe like what is the approach how quickly do they need to get him back and how do they handle this moving forward based on the way that they've started the season and it's more of just like if you don't go if you're two and three right now if you're three and two you're probably a little bit more cautionary but one and four now the next going into the next two weeks might be a little bit of a different outlook for them yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you need him back as soon as possible. And if he's healthy enough to play, you play him. That, that That's basically it. You know, like I said, you don't, uh, there's no reason to, you know, have this load management kind of type of deal unless the injury gets worse or he gets hurt again. Uh, but, you know, right now, I mean, it's, it's so early in the season that, yeah, you just need to get him back. And the thing is, you don't want him missing a whole lot of time. And then all of a sudden you start staggering his ice time. Now he can't get into his rhythm. Now, all of a sudden, he's not as effective as he needs to be. So, you, you know, you need to get him back to his regular schedule as soon as you can. But like I said, just take his time, make sure he's fully healthy, and then you go from there. And 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 also in 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 like the Western Conference, right? Like, and if you're if if you're the Oilers, like, does it really matter who you play in the first round at this point, right? Like, you're not. Um, it's you you have a more long term trying to win a Stanley Cup mentality, right? right. So, like, um, even if you I don't think it'll happen, but e- but even if you do become a wild card team and you're matched up against like Vegas or Colorado, like does it matter, right? You're eventually going to have to beat them anyways, right? So, um, yeah, I, I I think that it's more 
it sh it should be more um, the focus should be on getting ge getting their game right and like you you can't panic in these kind of situations. Yeah, for sure. Well, Alex, I want to give you a little bit of the spotlight there. We spent a bit of time talking about Connor McDavid, but the other Connor over there scores his first goal on home ice for the Blackhawks this weekend, yeah. leading rookie points, two goals, two assists, four points through his first few games here. Um, what's the vibe like right now in Chicago? Obviously, the team itself as a whole is not expect has doesn't have high expectations on it for this season. It's more about the Connor Bedard year, but what's it what's it like uh, for Chicago Blackhawks fans right now? It's interesting because most of the chatter I hear, especially, you know, talking with people back home is that, you know, people are kind of, you know, their expectations are a little bit higher than, than they really should be. I think everybody's thinking he's going to be this, you know, goal and assist guy every night. And that's just not, you know, reasonable for any player, but it's certainly for a rookie. And, and, you know, people just have to relax and give him time and, and let him develop. He's he's doing perfectly fine by me. Uh, two goals and three assists in six games, that, that's more than enough, in my opinion, to ask of any rookie. So he's doing good. He's yeah. getting acclimated. He looks comfortable on the ice. Uh, he looks. He seems to be comfortable with all the fanfare. Now that the Hawks finally got all these ceremonies out of it. They went through five opening night ceremonies, including their own, in, in, in 11 days. So that's that's a lot to ask for. Uh, and just, you know, that emotion of, of being in Chicago at the end and, and, and the anthem and everything, he's handling everything very well so far. So uh, everything looks good so far. And, and, you know, Hawks getting some surprisingly good goaltending from both Peter Morazic and uh, Arvid Soderblom, uh, you know, in some of these games. So, you know, they're a competitive and uh, feisty bunch right now. All right, well, last check-in that we'll do here, the Vancouver Canucks. I want to know what's going on. So, Money, I forgot to ask you about it uh, last week, but we had the clip of Rick Tockett talking about after the game against Philadelphia Flyers where he was saying, uh, I don't want to use the word, which, by the way, of all people, that's the guy who would use that word the most, and he referred to the guys as soft, like he's sitting there saying, I don't want to use it, and yet he loves using that term. He's calling out guys saying some of the, some of the play was soft, off. Now this Canucks team three and two right now sitting just behind Vegas in the Pacific Division. Uh, what's going on with Vancouver Canucks? How you feeling about the outlook of the team this year? And have uh, have the goals of this season changed at all? Where are you at? They are soft, right? Like I mean, <laughs> right? Like there's like, but 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 what I will say is that like, look, they're they've they've started the season here. Um, they had their home opener, um, and then they've gone out on the road, right? They're they've been um kind of a weird schedule they went to Edmonton and then and then they're out east and then in Nashville right so it's it's tough to start the season like that on the road um sometimes it can bring the team together like 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 whatever narratives you want to talk about right but um but but it is tough to be to to start the season on the road so um there have been some good good things like I didn't expect that game against the Panthers um it, it was a pretty even game but mm -hmm. the Canucks found a way to win right and um that's not i don't believe that that's the kind of game that they win last season right so that's so so that is a positive we talked about Tam that a that a that a tampa bay game i mean that was a market low on tampa bay there so um i don't really fault them too much for losing that game um so i mean the jury's still out for me um they are soft i mean that's not that that that's not a surprise we're still trying to we the Canucks are still trying to uh, change the <laughs> change the culture and like the way they play and stuff and that kind of stuff takes time right so um I'm not overly concerned um they 
they are kind of where I thought they would be. And um, we just have to get through this road trip. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned um, that um, that Philadelphia loss was more, was more, was more concerning, but um, yeah, we just got to wait it out. I mean, it's, it's too, it's too early in the season. They're, they're soft, but they're also showing signs. So, and the, and the goaltending looks, looks a lot better this year too. So. Yeah. Yeah. The goalies. Yeah, fair enough. That is very helpful to have. I mean, they even talked about, I, I was listening to an interview with John Cooper the other day discussing how much the goaltender can help make the coach. And he's like, well, yeah, you lose Vasilevsky here for what's going to be two months. It's going to make John Cooper's life a million times harder yeah. because you're not looking at uh, number 88 standing between the pipes for 85% of the games to start this season here. You're going to have to go to uh, our guy, Johansson, uh, in that. But still... Tampa seems to be finding a way to make it work, but we'll save uh, we'll save people the Leafs talk. I'm sure that with with the Habs playing here tonight and Leafs playing tomorrow, Moretto will be uh, prepared with a list of notes to bring into uh, into the show tomorrow. So we'll leave uh, that for then. Let's get into this Habs game here tonight. Our one and only game of the night. Just incredible stuff there. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens on the road at the Buffalo Sabres coming into this one. Plus 160 for the Habs right now, moving a little bit here, even on the screen in front of us. 155 just moved down to, uh, I'm seeing this Habs team right now, 2-1-1, Sabres last in the Atlantic right now, 2-3. and three. We talked about it the other day, about whether or not they were going to be concerned at all. But if you're going to be handicapping this game here tonight, you see a total of 6.5, juice to the over, minus 124, and we're seeing the Sabres even minus 172 right now. So, Money, any way you'd want to get involved in this game here tonight? I had some interest in the over, but um, I think it's been it's been priced right now. Um, it's uh, pretty juiced on the 6.5, so... Um, mm-hmm. and that's that's where i think it should be so um i will pass um i can't um i'm not going to lay that with the sabers right now and uh, montreal is a team that um yeah i can't i can't back them either so for this game i'll pass and uh wouldn't get ready for uh for a tomorrow sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is, yeah, I wish there was a better matchup for this one kind of standalone heading into the marathon tomorrow. But like I said, it's not really a a great uh, game, to be honest. Buffalo, if you're a Sabres fan, you should be outraged every night you watch this team and they aren't playing to their highest potential right now. Like I said, I think this start is very disappointing in my eyes, uh, two and three. You know, I was saying it before the show. When is Tage Thompson going to wake up and start scoring like he can? This guy can be an elite scorer. And now with McDavid out one to two weeks, someone who holds a Thompson ticket for a uh, Rocket Richard trophy, I'm hoping he wakes up tonight. So if I come close to betting anything, it'll be Tage Thompson anytime goal scorer. All right, fair enough. Well, <laughs> no best bets for tonight's game. Uh, if you do want to uh, get more bets, you can find us tomorrow here at 10.30 a.m., breaking down tomorrow's full slate, so you can come back in here uh, for that. If you do want to follow along with the picks given out, make sure to follow us on the BetStamp app as Edgework HQ. And, of course, if you want to see the picks that are given out on Saturdays, you can find those over on our Twitter account at Edgework HQ. There, where every Saturday morning by around 12 o'clock, before the games all kick off, there will be a tweet that goes out with everyone's favorite uh, favorite pick of that day being released. And the numbers we got them at all also tracked in the BetStamp app. So make sure to follow us on there, see the progress for the season, see what numbers we're tracking them at, all that kind of stuff. 
for tonight's games. Nothing or tonight's game, excuse me. No bets. But we will be back here tomorrow to break down the full slate, give out best bets then. Alex B. So money, thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this here today. To everyone in the chat, if you enjoyed the show, please make sure to like and subscribe to this channel. Turn on notifications. If you're listening on podcast form, five stars, rate, review, all that good stuff. Help help support us out here. If you are looking to sign up for new sports books, betstamp.app slash edgework or click the link in the description. But guys, thank you for taking the time to do this here today. Do appreciate it. Thanks to everyone who comes out here. And for everyone in the chat, if you are looking for NBA picks as NBA season is getting underway, coming up after this, over on the NBA channel, the board, Jacob Grimenia, Pips NBA, breaking down NBA games, giving out best bets over there. So make sure to go check them out. But for everyone else, we will see you guys back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time for more picks and previews. Enjoy the day, and uh, good luck on your bets tonight.